So I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And welcome to the South Road Boys. G'day, mate. How are you, buddy? God, I haven't seen you for ages. It has been a good fortnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you've been the international man of mystery. Yeah, I've been Thailanding, you know, lady boys and singer beers and beaches <laughs> and craziness and monkeys. And and then you went to Thailand. I then I went to Thailand, yeah, that's just my normal life. Yeah, no, it was now, good. Six nights, it was amazing. Now, did you feel like Doctor Who when you went? Because you took a companion? Oh, that's clever. Did you like that? I did, because as you know, this is this is now, what are we? It's my fifth international trip, but my fourth to Thailand. But yes. it's the first time that I've actually travelled with a companion. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I knew yeah, that. I like it, yeah. <laughs> How did you like travelling with a uh, significant other? It was actually really nice. Yeah. Because all the cool stuff we did, all the great things we did, like the canoeing under little caves and the huge speed boats and the lying on the amazing beaches with the incredible sunsets, I've actually now got someone to talk to about that stuff that happened years down the track, if she doesn't dump me. <laughs> <laughs> so or shout, die. shout out to Jess. <laughs> um, yeah, love you. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jess. Oh, man. If, we've, if I've got all this trouble... I've had yes. a trip with her, and yes. now she dies. Oh, yes. fuck, I'm going to be pissed off. I can only imagine. I've invested time into that. <laughs> well, you, And then where you've gone wrong is you don't have anyone to talk about the, all these stories again. Once again, you have to rely on your photos and calling up some tired lady boy who was your companion there and saying, remember oh. when we did this? Yeah, exactly. And they're right. like, hello, handsome man. Strong man, strong man, strong man. Ah, oh, strong man. Yeah, strong man is what comes up. Yeah, hello, strong man. Oh, you're a strong man. I I remember when my wife and I travelled to Southeast Asia. We did uh, Cambodia, China, and Hong Kong, and I remember being called Handsome Man. (laughs) Oh, you're very handsome man. And I'm like, I know. Thank you very much. (laughs) But you know what? It wasn't just some random compliment. They, they actually had an ulterior motive, and that would, you know, that let me down a little bit, and I felt a little bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I love too is um, all the tailors. Nearly everyone calls you boss. Hey, boss. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, but how do you address a stranger in the street when you want their attention, and you're going to try and flog them something? Every now and then, they will get a little bit clever and believe yeah. you are Australian, and call oh. you and say. Hey mate, and then That's they talk, and then they go a bit tired, but they try and get the kind of hey mate thing going on. Hey mate, hey mate, well that'll <laughs> so, work on Poms as well as well, I think because Poms say mate. Yeah, probably, but it's certainly more Australian-ish. But yeah, you get away with it. Yeah, but well, I reckon though, if you really wanted to attract, like if you're even if for all our Southeast Asian South Roadies who are listening, oh, there'd be a lot. Who, oh, there would be <sighs> who um <laughs> who who are trying to win over the Aussie tourists. If you do see the backpack with uh, the Australian flag on it, all you need to do is yell out, Cobba! <laughs> it's don't, a very underused word now. It is. Don't go for the Aussie, 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 because everyone will then hate you. Yeah. And the Australians will go, oh, it's a bit old hat. But if you rip out a Cobba! You do get you... a bit of oi, oi, oi. Sometimes you get into a cab or a taxi mm. and, and they'll say, where you from? So Australia, they go, oi, oi, oi. And it's just, that's obviously going to be around forever. It is. Well, what else have we got? Well, not much. It's funny. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's it's not much. (laughs) I remember Australia must have hosted uh, an international football or soccer, as we call it. Just just one football? (laughs) Yeah, one football. Hosted Uh, a football. Yeah, yeah, hosted a football match. (laughs) Thank you. And, And we, I think it was Liverpool. So they had, it was one of the, the English Premier League teams came out to play an Australian team for, you know, drum up publicity or whatever. And like English football is known really as being very fierce, passionate fans and the chanting and the singing. Yeah. You know, that's their thing. And, and if you ever watch an English Premier League match, especially if you watch, you know, um, some, some famous rivalries or the scores close, or if you even watch even the Scottish, you know, your, your old firm match where you've got, 
the Celts versus Rangers. There's just constant singing throughout it. Anyway, they were they were either on their way to the game or coming back. I can't remember. I was on public transport, and you had these Liverpoolians or Liverpool supporters just singing all these you know, your mum's a slag and your dad does this and you've got no hope. And, and it was a beautiful song and it was sung by about 50-whatever. You know, I said a while back that I hate carols. Yeah. yeah um, I actually think carols are, are a better slice of music than wow. English soccer chants. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the Australians who were there had to try and come back with something. So you can only do so many waltzing Matildas. <laughs> about a bush ranger who commits suicide and so the next thing that they came up with was neighbors oh <laughs> piss well, off. you've got a, because you've got to pick a song that everyone knows the words to and these english fans they were picking out everything from the righteous brothers to whoever it may be they all knew the words to these songs, and obviously there's a collection. I reckon anyone who signs up to be a member of one of these football clubs must get a CD, and it's got 50 songs, and if you don't know all of them, well, fuck off, you're out. <laughs> Whereas Australia, I think they even started singing, you know, Happy Little Vegemite or whatever. They just had no idea, so we we got mortally ashamed and embarrassed um, on on that trip. If your fallback position is singing the Neighbours <laughs> theme song, <laughs> you might as well just... Walk out of the stadium and go home, son. Mind you, for those roadies who aren't from Australia or the UK, Neighbours is one of Australia's longest-running soap operas. Premier soap operas. <laughs> yes. Um, Actually, it basic. is, because look at the people that have come from that. Thor. Thor, yeah. Oh, no, there. sorry. Um, no, sorry. Thor was Home and Away. Home and Away. Uh, which, the you the know, opposition. Kylie. Kylie, Kylie was on Neighbours. Jason Donovan. Jason was on... Yes, Kylie, Jason, Craig uh, McLaughlin. Guy Pierce. Check one, two. Guy Pierce. So, yeah. you know, Neighbours is basically, once you finish NIDA in Australia, you either go and work as an animal in Australia's Wonderland, because that's the only work you can get as an actor. <laughs> Shout out to Charlie. Yeah, I was just thinking um, of Charlie, <laughs> our wonderful mate from school who uh, is an actor, who actually doesn't or hasn't taken that that's role. It. Yeah, um, and he actually is, is working. Um, but either that or you go on Neighbours. Like, that's, there's not many options. And it's Australia's equivalent, I think, to not, not quite the bold and the beautiful, but it's, it's very much just a, it's that sort of thing. You can watch it once every year and it's as cheesy. Sort of, you know, where you're up to. But funny enough, one of the most well known and most endearing characters of the whole lot is a bloody yellow lab called Bouncer. Who died, I think, 15 years ago. <laughs> it's probably still coming back in one form or another. There's probably yeah. been the ghost of the dog at some oh, stage. I think, I think that breeder, whoever bred Bouncer, is just calling all the siblings, or, or sorry, all the offspring, son or daughter of Bouncer. <laughs> Double Bouncer. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, must be, I haven't watched any of those shows for a very long time. I don't actually watch television much at all because... As we've discussed many times, I watch Netflix or Stam, which is a very similar version of Netflix in Australia, or TV occasionally do it, <clears throat> download a couple of things, but certainly nowhere near as From much iTunes, to, perhaps. From iTunes, yeah, <laughs> because um, we don't need to as much now. We actually have options. It's great. No, you, you don't. And I think the um, I think the as we continue to get once Australia gets hold of content similar to the US, yeah, we'll smash it. Oh, it would, because apparently we're only getting about 10% of the catalogue that I've is available that. Yeah. on Netflix, as there is a US. And I, I know for a fact that, like, for the Netflix in Australia, there's, that's a pretty decent catalogue. Mm. Like, if, if you were, you would be hard-pressed to say, oh, no, I've watched it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only time I watch normal TV is is sport, such as uh, Big Bash Cricket, as we've spoken yes. about in, in a past podcast when I was watching it and you got a score update every now and then and anyone that didn't follow the cricket would have had no fucking idea what we're on about. <laughs> yeah, the Big Bash, what is, what is, is your missus in the room? Because <laughs> um, And um, and I was obviously football. You know, I watched football Footy. as well. Um, yes. But the worst thing that I find, especially mm. when Big Bash is on, is the ads are so terrible because all the advertisers about three shows in every ad break flat out. Uh, one of them was that Husey, we've got a problem, whatever the hell it is. Dave mm-hmm. Hughes, a comedian, and it's just, I saw five minutes of it once, five minutes of it once, and wanted to cut my toes off. Um, yep. And then the other one is, um, as every country seems to have one, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Oh. 
which anyone who wants to watch that show, I don't care who you are, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> like, it's got to be the biggest load of trollop. <laughs> and all they do is advertise it flat out to the point of view, I didn't like the show to begin with. But by the time the Big Bash Cricket had finished, the show hadn't even started because of the ads. I hated it with a passion. Have you even watched any episode ever of it? One? No. Oh, except for a couple of little snippets of maybe one minute. Just even yep. the announcers, the commentators, the... What are they? What, who are the people that do these shows? Not announcers, not commentators. Um, hosts. Hosts. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. You know, also just, not a talker. Yeah, well, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> um, no, but we they are just crap. Oh, it's, mate. And you know what? It's worse than us trying to come up with things to say. Like they've got a they've got a massive audience. They're, they're actually they've actually got a script. They've got a teleprompter. They've got writers. Oh, we've got as each other's face looking back at each other. <laughs> and that's that's not a lot of motivation, folks. To be really. perfectly honest. Actually, that'll um, get me on to something I was discussing yesterday. Uh, I have which is interesting. This is just a random moment. But um, this is with uh, my lovely girlfriend Jazz and her daughter Georgia, who is. One of the coolest kids I know. Shout out to Georgia. Hey, Georgia. Um, Georgia so on my mind. I'm, I'm certain a 17-year-old girl is listening to our podcasts. <laughs> well, before you say that, oh, well, we, had, we had said that previously, I think we it, it was uh, the episode Identify as Panda. Where Which we, I love. I'm a bit of a fan of that one. <laughs> where we spoke about the LBGTIQP community. We had and, a panda, yep. And we suggested that perhaps there wasn't many members of that community and specifically the lesbian community who were listening. I have been contacted and we I, I would suggest over it's almost two percent of our listeners yeah. are lesbians. Are uh, winning. Winning and and have listened to every episode. Wow. And I'm <laughs> gonna make a statement right now and the listeners can't see this, but Rodies my arms are in the air. I'm making <laughs> yes. a rock on pose. And yes. I'm stoked because I'm going to make an assumption that this isn't even a family member, is it? Oh, it might be. No, oh, damn it. <laughs> no, it may not. Well, look, that's still a fair, I don't know, result. 2%. The 2% is. Yeah. I tell you, it only takes a couple of percent to absolutely screw an election. <laughs> exactly. So a big shout yeah. out to the LBGTIQP yeah. We community. love everyone yeah. here at the South Road Boys. Nihal ma for all the pandas out there. <laughs> Sorry, now, you were saying, what I was Georgia, you're on my mind. Yeah, so it got brought up. Um, this is a wonderful little one of mine that, that grates me a little bit. Actually, I can nearly, it's nearly a, a five things that ship me thing, except we're not going to come oh. up with five. It, well, you, we could. <laughs> Do you want the, If we need to, I'll put okay, the look, things again. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll throw it in because I might get to five. One, two, three, four, five things that shit me. Okay. But I don't want to take up the whole podcast, but I must admit, the last couple I've heard of, fuck you talk a lot. <laughs> so. One. So screw that. I think, um, we're just going to push, we're going to put Ginger in the corner. That's a little bit of a dirty dancing moment. <laughs> and we're going to talk. Righto. Why do you get to be Patrick Swayze? <laughs> And there's no fucking chance you're going to lift me over your head. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how big the pool is, you are seriously... That would be so funny to try and recreate that where you lift me over your head. I would have the time of my life. (laughs) Boom. (sighs) Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. Yes. Yeah. Roadhouse. What a film. Roadhouse is on Netflix now too. Yes. It's still Good a time. great movie. It really is. And a haircut. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, things that shit me. Number one. <laughs> Am I talking too much? Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, so we'll put that as number one. The fact that you take over and talk too much. Every now and then, shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> just because I haven't got anything to say <laughs> doesn't mean you should talk. Because that's what the roadies want is just... Exactly. How exciting was that? (laughs) That is the sound of silence. You know, that that was what they call Antissa. Patient? I didn't (laughs) think you were going to break so early. (laughs) Do you know that's the longest ever tweet? 
Uh, this is such a. I'm going to. What? Uh, once again, I'm going back to number one. But there was a this, guy. This here, Rodies, is once again where Joe can't help himself and has to talk. <laughs> and there was a guy who signed up for Twitter. I think his um his hashtag uh, his Twitter handle was uh, at Frank N Furter. Oh yes. Um, and he basically started off with the first tweet. Um, there's a quote from uh Rocky Horror Show, and Frank N Furter, the character, says in Antissa. And in the movie, he makes you wait and wait and wait. And if you've ever been to a, a sing-along session of the Rocky Horror Show, then everyone sings along and everyone waits and waits and waits. Not only did he wait, he waited five years before his next tweet, was, which was simply, patient. <laughs> <laughs> and Seriously? Five, he tweeted, and then five years later, the next tweet was, Patient. What do you think made him say, oh, this is the time? Well, after five years. I don't know. I don't know how many people would have been like hassling him. Because like, there's people who've got OCD that would just be like, dude, it's time. It's, yeah. like, it's time. Come on, do it. Anyway, Georgia, yes. you hate me talking so much. Go. Number two, things that shit me. Um, Advertisement. Mm. People that say advertisement. Oh. This is a big bugbear with me. This is one of, I've just had grind me for so long now. Mm. Because you never advert something or advertise it. You advertise it. You do. So if you then decide to put a ad in the paper, on the radio, whatever, it's an yes. advertisement. It's not an advertisement. Are they not spelt the same? Yes. So then it's That's just because pronunciation. advertisement yes. is said incorrectly. Oh. <laughs> Are you familiar with the song, um, you say potato, I say potato? Yeah, but you said one person there or one group there is wrong. Right, but do you know that's a song that you should never sing at karaoke if you've never heard the original I didn't know there was. I didn't know there was a regional or a remake. Well, well, if you've never heard the song, you should never choose that song to sing at karaoke, because you're going to be the guy who goes, "You say potato, I say potato. You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's go. You won't get the joke. It's just not oh. funny. <laughs> but the, but there's no other word um, yes. that's used that way in that style of word context. That is suddenly turned into a different word. I think the only way... Look, it depends on what primary school you went to. I get that it boils your blood. Oh, it's <laughs> so annoying. I understand. Do you know what... Do you the one that I mean, do you really? <laughs> I do. And okay. I know from... This is the one that annoys me more than anything else. And especially during the Olympics. Ukraine. Everyone, mm-hmm. fucking sports commentators, even Bruce. Now, Bruce is the man that walks on water when We're it comes to sports commentators. Bruce McAvaney, I assume. Is there any other? Right. Yep. Bruce McAvaney, Mr. Special himself. Mm-hmm. It's not the Ukraine. Ah, oh, they say, it, I haven't seen any of the Winter Olympics, so. No, 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 not winter. It's always summer because I don't think uh, Ukrainians participate. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking oh, about it because the Winter Olympics have just been Well, on. maybe they do. I, yeah, maybe they have. Maybe I just haven't seen any Ukrainians. But it's not the Ukraine. It's like saying the Australia. Just fucking wrong. Don't do it. <laughs> There's your number three. <laughs> right. No, okay. sorry. Number two. Mispronunciation of words. Advertisement. Well, mainly adver- it's advertisement. <laughs> it's, it's advertisement, dickhead. <laughs> you don't advertise it. You advertise it, so it's advertisement. Yes, but, but okay, but oh, all right. <laughs> Only because I can't think of an example, and I know fucking roadies hit us up. I guarantee you, the abbreviation or shortening of a word can change the pronunciation of it than the elongated version. I wish I was smarter. Fuck. <laughs> so for now, we we'll just move on to number three. <laughs> All right, this is actually an interesting one. It's not really things; it is things that shoot me, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also a comparison against something from the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Girls' eyebrows at the moment 
are getting <laughs> out of fucking control. Have you seen them? They're like this square-shaped art form that's on people's faces that you see before you actually see the rest of their head. Um, they stand out ridiculously. Uh, the shapes don't even match their face. Sometimes they're too high. Sometimes they're too dark. Sometimes they're pointed out on weird angles. They are so fucked up. And I can guarantee down the track, I'm thinking maybe 15 years down the track, these girls are going to look back on these photos, all these Instagram, bloody Facebook, whatever the fucking social media photos they've got at the time from. They're going to look back on these. And they're going to think the same way about those eyebrows that we think about our mullets back when we were teenagers. They're going to go, what was I thinking? <laughs> the angry seagull. Oh, mate, they're out of control. They really are. These girls are just, just stop. Just can I stop. Just, can I just, just, just interject with one thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Spiked hair. Blonde tips. <laughs> Troy Barnes. Um, mate, it's always cool. Yeah. <laughs> that will never go you out of have fashion. Had, you have had some horrendous hairstyles. <laughs> there's, there's been a few. Actually, I do recall a few here about probably eight, nine years ago. I used to wear a lot of wax in my hair. To the point I look back on photos now. And you can just see this little like gloggy bits of hair up. And the whole just... thing looks constantly wet. It looks like something about Mary. I wish someone had slapped me and said, what the fuck are you doing? Just stop it. <laughs> but, you know, we've all got those moments. So, says, <laughs> so, was that three? Eyebrows. Girls' eyebrows. Yeah. This, this is what happens when you uh, when you haven't got mum there to say you look like a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> My mum did, and I still walked out of the house wearing some really shit stuff. I remember when I first went to see my then-girlfriend but now wife, I thought I was too cool for school. Now, growing up in bumfuck Tasmania, we did not have access to big department stores or, oh, or no. fancy fancy shops like you have over on the mainland. Not even little um, department stores. <laughs> no, we had a pissant country target. Yeah, boy. And, no, not even country target. Country <laughs> wasn't target. Kmart. We didn't have target. No, shit, no, no. Kmart. Yeah. And so this was about the time that MC Hammer came out and he had... And my, my, my music gets me so loud, makes me say, oh my Lord. Just because I wanted to sing a little bit more. <laughs> and, and you couldn't buy MC Hammer pants in Tassie. But you know what? My mum, I love my mum. Your mum's amazing. My mum made me, made me MC Hammer pants. You used to and love I, happy pants and stuff back I then. loved happy pants, but these were my MC Hammer mm. pants, and they were black. And then I remember I went to go and see my wife, and I was wearing my... I can't remember what she is. I do remember. Fuck, I do. They were winkle pickers. They were they were velvet with the pointed toe and the steel cap on the toe, like the, the little cap on the toe. Yeah, yeah, I know. That looked like stripper boots. Yep. <laughs> Male stripper it. boots, like Chippendales. Yeah, just yeah. you're a sexy and, man. Yeah, exactly. Thick the man, thick the man. And anyway, so I was very nice. It sounded like a pensioner then, but that's okay. Sexy man. I'm sexy man. I'm bringing sexy what? There's Justin Geriat- Timberlake's sexy back once again, ladies and gentlemen. Geriatric Justin. <laughs> JT in the house. Yo. The old people's house. <laughs> anyway, so I was wearing those shoes a pair of black MC Hammer pants, which my mum made, which looked like my mum had made them. (laughs) And I was wearing a very purple pirate shirt, you know, the ones with the black rope at the top instead of buttons. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yep. Yep. And a multicoloured, I think it was almost paisley print, base purple with pinks and reds, uh, bandana. And I went to see her. She was performing... Um, or singing in the Steadford in Devonport. So she's a, she's a singer and she was doing some acting. And I went to pay to go in and they went, Oh no, love, performers don't need to pay to get in. <laughs> she thought I was one of the performers. I'm like, fuck you, woman, this is my street clothes. Nice I'm work. Poor, so I'm going in anyway. <laughs> that is nice work. Oh, it was tragic. Absolutely tragic. Thankfully, there is no photo of that in existence. Um, but yeah, I love that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Right, uh, number four. 
Mm. Um, this one's just come to mind because I wasn't planning on doing an entire five things that shipped me. I just had a couple of little gripes, you know, like yes. little things that they just grind the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do a shout out uh, actually here to Crispy. Crispy. Um, hopefully, uh, Mr. Andrew Crisp is listening to this. I mean, he would be, of course. He'd have to be How a radio he, listener. Um, How could he not be a subscriber? So, number four. Available on iTunes. The things that, <laughs> the things that ship me. Yes. Number four. Yes. People that stop a song before the end of the song, every fucking song. <laughs> because they're over that song and they want the next song and they just chop it and start a new one. Oh, so he'll listen. It was a summer of sick. Yep, and then what's a new song? <laughs> he used to be fucking terrible for it. And well, he sounded that. 68, 67, yeah. 69, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Brian. <laughs> I'm Brian, and says my wife. <laughs> hey, I just met you, and this is crap. <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, it annoys me so much. I don't know why people do it. Listen to the whole fucking song, people. There's a reason why it's a certain length. It has a start, a middle, and an end. Unless it's a Stock Aiken Waterman song, which is just really a loop. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's number four. That's number, I'm, and I'm certain there's a lot of people out there that have that same gripe. And uh, number five, and I'm going to go on to this one mainly because I've just come back from Thailand. Yes. And this has nothing to do with the Thai people. Um, yes, I'm looking at you Chinese and Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid people. Yes. And I'm going to put in brackets after that, who use phones everywhere and don't look where they're fucking going. Oh. I don't know how many times I've nearly seen people run over by uh, mopeds, cars, falling off the exit gutters, uh, because they're either A, trying to get the perfect selfie. Yes. Or B, they're just looking at the phone and nothing else and expecting that the entire world is going to revolve around them. Oh no, I, that that it really does annoy me, and I've seen a couple of people bump into things, but there is a YouTube clip of a guy who got so pissed off with this that he deliberately walks into people who've got their head on their phone. So you can watch I this love YouTube the sound clip, of that. and he just walks into people, and they all look up and apologise. They apologise. Now he 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 lines them up, and he just bumps into them, and it's just. Person after person after person. And occasionally someone has the presence like when he's a step away. I don't know, their sixth sense or whatever, their spidey senses go off and they kind of look up and they can avoid contact. But most of the time he just walks straight into them and he pretends he's on his phone. <laughs> that is just gold. It's And you know what? The thing that shoots me, one of the other things that shoots me about that is not only are they going to walk into you, but they slow down. It's like an old person yeah. looking for an address on a street they've never been on, they have to turn the fucking radio down and they slow down. It's just it's, so annoying, man. I, I personally believe that if you are over a certain age or if you have more than one child with you, and sometimes I have two, if you are not in physical contact with both those children, both those children need to be fitted with indicators. So whenever they, get to, whenever they turn that... You know which way they're going, yep. or old people need to be fitted with some sort of indicator that shows you how fast they're going. So you know that you can see them up ahead, that's a slow lane, I'm getting out of there. Yeah, so what we could do here um, is basically have it so we have constant drones over yep. population all the time with a little speed gun. Yep. And what we have is uh, we can call it the pensioner app, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in which it'll actually alert you on your phone if you've got a pensioner coming up in your field. <laughs> Of warning, walking. warning, pensioner, yeah. pensioner, warning. And I'll actually tell you to either cross the road yes, or take a little bit of a left or a right to take the, the appropriate route to get around them without really ruining your day and taking too much time off your walk. I think that's going to happen, though, because with the um, popularity of smartphones, and not just iPhones, but every communications device now is a smartphone, yep. and then you've got people with Fitbits and you've got people with whatever... All you need to do, thats most of those have got an inbuilt pedometer with them. So that phone is already tracking how many steps you're taking, how fast you're going, what direction mm, you're going, and all true. that kind of stuff. So they already know that. So there's no reason why that can't, via Bluetooth or whatever communication, we just need them to wear a jacket that's got an LED display in the back of it, which people... Hey, fucking here's... Trademark South Road Boys, <laughs> right? People can then put advertisements on there 
You are such a seeing excuse now. Advertisements. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, my little ginger friend. Just six things that ship me. Number six. Show him over. And so, but then. Fucker. (laughs) And then, so you're walking along, and if you if you look up, you can see the ad printed on the back of the jacket and whatever, because that person rents it out, and they're making a dollar a day just for wearing this jacket. That someone's going to provide them, keep them warm, the dollar a day, right? They hook it up to Bluetooth into their phone, which will show you their current speed and. If you put in a destination in your phone, like if you're walking home, it knows that you're going to take the next right or next left. So when you come up to an intersection, it just gives you a little arrow that this person's going to turn that way. Fuck, that's gold. It does sound like gold. Or we could, and we could step it up. Mm. Wow. We, we, we could actually just <laughs> implant the old people. With cyanide. With a, with a little, <laughs> and there goes the problem. <laughs> with a little bug, <laughs> uh, which just uploads straight to a satellite. Yes. And beam straight back down to our phones. Yes. Done. But well, In a world where we can track old people. Now doesn't that sound like a dystopian universe? <laughs> if if we're if we're if we're embedding something into old people though, Oh this sounds a bit sexual. <laughs> I'm not into oldies, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Nana. Not my time. <laughs> I'm not gonna, oh, em- not gonna embed anything into you. I'm sorry. You're a lovely person. But you know, it's you, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, what you do is if you, well, if you're going to do that, you put something into the base of their cerebral cortex or the base of the skull or whatever, that if you're walking behind them and you are at pace, you have the ability to just like press a button on your phone and it gives them a zzz, like a jolt, which will cause them to sidestep left. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, shout out to all our elderly listeners. <laughs> shout out to the elderly listeners. <laughs> uh, uh, we really don't want to embed anything into you. And um, and by no. embed, I mean penises, bugs, anything. Mind you, if you are a senior citizen, a pensioner, I hope you're getting some. I hope you've managed to so find that. Mind you, my mother, my mother was telling me this evening. Um, oh, this is going to be a great story because mm. pensioners <laughs> and embedding. She um, she got she some? works at a hospital. Yes, yeah, sure, I hope so. <laughs> um, she works at a hospital, and she had they had a guy in there who had one of the very first penis implants. Right? Oh, and apparently one of the first penis implants were that the member. For wherever <laughs> member um, was on a permanent erect status. It wasn't something that they could, you know, it wasn't a little uh, thing in the testicles they could, you know. Oh, didn't have a remote control or anything. It didn't it didn't inflate or deflate. It was just permanently at salute. But because this gentleman had gotten older, and the weight of said member had been the weight of it. Our penises continue to grow, believe it or not. I'm, I can't wait for mine to. Um, the the <laughs> rod, the rod in it hadn't was no longer making it go up, so it would droop straight down, and then it would be then it would be just this hard penis. And apparently, he was being walked um, to the room by the orderlies, and his pants started to fall down, and so they pulled his pants up. But the said member. Um, I got caught. Poked out. You know how you've got uh, men's pajamas. Sometimes have got that that just the slit for yep. the fly. There's nothing there. There's no button or whatever. It's just yeah. a slit. It poked out that, and the droop factor, which was caused by being a little bit older, was removed because the penis then sat in that V and just basically was <laughs> pointing out like a fucking Dalek. <laughs> Exterminate! Exterminate! <laughs> Calling Doctor Who. Calling Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, that's gold. I do love a bit of Doctor Who. Oh. Uh, I tell you, speaking of extermination, um, yes. I'm very excited that finally, um, yes. since, what are we, I reckon probably late 70s I would have got into Doctor Who, 
that I've finally got a Doctor Who that I can fantasize about. <laughs> <laughs> got the female Doctor Tom, this year. Tom Baker didn't do it for you? Not really. Even though his head did look like a, like a basically a, a <laughs> testicle. Yes. With pubic hair covering it everywhere. Yes. Uh, was a big fan of Tom, though. Tom Baker was all right. Oh. Out of all the Bakers, um, he was the best Doctor. <laughs> oh, true. There were two Bakers. There were two, yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, so, um, on a random, completely random note. Yes. Uh, I'm coming back to things that I've thought about over the last week while I've been in Thailand and gallivanting around the world. Mm-hmm. And... I remember saying to my lovely girlfriend that the Thailand toilets, uh, they have a lot more, they're a bit like American toilets. They've got a lot more water in the bowl. Oh, okay. Yep. Right. It's, yeah, it's not going where you thought I was going. Well, <laughs> they don't have, they don't have the cistern. No, that's like right. We do. So, they, so they have more it's water. Just so water straight in. Exactly right. So, uh, there's two types of, types of guys in the world, and this forced me to be the type that I'm not. Oh, hello. Now, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you know... <laughs> Did you get the, the old tap, tapping of the foot underneath the stall? Is that what it was? Now, I'm wondering... Glory hole action? Is that what's going on? <laughs> so, We're in Thailand. I'm hello. in a bathroom, a hotel toilet that we've, like, leased by myself. So, yes. so there's no other person in the room. Okay. I've walked up to the toilet. <laughs> yes. Um, I've opened the fly. The members dropped out. We're about to urinate. I'm trying. I'm trying to be as uh, as least least gross as possible here. Oh, because because um, being in Australia, you don't you can aim to the side and not get the sound of a waterfall. This is where you, I'm going with this exactly. So there's two types of guys. There's what yep. I call the porcelain peer, right? Mm. Or there's the water peer. Yes. And and men fall into one of those two categories. I'm a porcelain yep. peer. Because I, I like to not make a huge big noise. I don't want to have that thing as I'm just peeing into the water and waking the entire house up for someone going, oh, he's peeing now. <laughs> so, bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Yeah. Like something out of fucking Nemo. That's fine. And you have to have a little bit of skill because if you go a little bit too far, of course, it can hit the top of the lip a bit. It can spray over and before you know it, you're getting a mop and there's just <laughs> shit everywhere. Hates the expression, splash the boots. Yeah. So, but the problem is because there was more water, I had no choice. I had to become a water pair. Oh, now, or you could have done the sit. Oh, yeah, but that's a bit weird. <laughs> Guys doing a sit down way. It's just, I get it's really good if you're a little bit drunk and things are a bit wobbly. It's the only way. But, but other than that, it's just not good. But here's what I'm getting to though. Yes. Um, here a while back, and I'm talking quite a few years ago now, I had this conversation with someone else, and it was probably a drunken conversation, because it's not normally <laughs> something you bring up as a sober man to another man. Um, Did you but, pee in the sink? No. <laughs> but I was saying the fact that I, I always porcelain pee. I pee to the side, done with the yes. noise. Yep. And he said he didn't. He always water pees. So I'm like, but number one, <gasps> you're getting a lot of kind of splash back from that. Yeah, hey, that, that's, that's friendly fire you're getting. Exactly. And also... Um, it's just noisy, but he said, yeah, yeah but if you, uh, if you always pee on the porcelain, eventually it will stain it and I don't want to stain my toilet. I think if he's staining his toilet with his urine, he needs to have a bit more water intake <laughs> if it is that, that yellow. Yeah. Well, just knock the mic with obviously my penis. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's always out when we're talking South Road boys. <clears throat> Down boy. Jeez. <laughs> Down. And um, yeah, so my my question was going to be: Do you mm. think that's a valid argument? Because I think it's a little bit of it's a piss weak argument. Just to use the analogy, it's piss poor. Is what I, piss poor? Seriously, I don't think I, you must have some sort of acid wee. Has he not been to the fucking? Oh, all right. <laughs> To the airport, one of the busiest places in any city, undoubtedly, where you've got thousands, if not tens of thousands of people going through it every day. And they generally have the individual ceramic urinals. They don't often, let's call it an older style airport, you don't get the, the aluminium yeah. or aluminium, because yep. we don't want to piss off the people in America, um, wall, you generally get the porcelain ones. So those are getting urinated on regularly. I don't find that they are, you know, got a stain. 
No. They do get cleaned fairly regularly, though, but they also get urinated on a lot more often. Well, but yeah, but when, even when you... Even, okay, so even when you do a pee, I still use the half flush. Yeah. So it's not like it's staying on there, which is no different to... It's getting washed away within a minute. I think he's full of shit. Right. I, shit and piss. So, I, um, so we're not calling that a life hack then? <laughs> I, oh, pig's asses are all I can say. I don't... So I don't believe, Mythbusters, I don't, if Mythbusters came in and tested this out on yep. like 20 toilets yes, with a little robot hose urinating on this thing flat out as a tester, you don't believe it would stain the porcelain over a period of time? It would have to urinate, flush, urinate, flush, urinate, flush for me to be able to concede that it was a valid test. And do you know how long that would take? Because it's porcelain. It's not like it's fucking crepe paper. I mean... <laughs> I actually... I, just... I, look, I, I, don't agree, I didn't agree with it, but I thought it was a great argument. No, it's a shit argument. Instead of just saying, nah, mate, I like pissing in water. Mm. I was saying, no, I like pissing in water, but there's a reason why I do it. It's because I don't want to stay in my toilet. I don't want it to look disgusting. I want it to look clean and white and lovely. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But mind you, I have heard that if you ever are having a soiree or a gathering at your abode and you are expecting some people to get slightly intoxicated, um, the best way to ensure that Sir aims correctly, pop a ping pong ball in your toilet. Because as we're all boys, we all we like aim. a good game. <laughs> and, well, anyone who says that they don't go to the public urinal and aim for the the bloody the trough biscuit or whatever they call the trough cakes, <laughs> they're just kidding themselves and others around them. Everyone aims. If it's a little aiming, bit like if you go to someone's toilet, mm. um, and of course we're not talking a public toilet; we're talking a house toilet, a domestic one, yeah. And there's a little bit of poo still in the bowl somewhere stuck to the side. You'll always yeah, aim, aim for it. it, and you hope that by you finish that you'll actually clean it off. And then you and then you can claim I cleaned the toilet. <laughs> You're not going to reach down to the right or the left and grab the brush and give it a little scrub. Oh, that's if you can effort. get if you can get it off with your wee, then you're a legend. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows that game. And so not only what, that, as a, as men, that makes us highly efficient. Oh, like you wouldn't believe. We're helping. Any, <laughs> we're making the world a better place yeah, for definitely. you and for me. Oh, we're so sweet. What would the world be without men? What would women do? Oh, they'd have to open their own shit. Um, no. <laughs> well, I think, well, not even I would have gone there. <laughs> unfortunately, I think women would get along quite well yeah, without men. They certainly would not get into the pickle jars, though. There's no doubt about that. Or Vegemite jar. Oh, Vegemite now it's gone to plastic, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's not the same anymore, is it? Yeah. No, and uh, there are... So women, women, now- women did that. They changed that with the anticipation down the track they're going to kill all the men off. <laughs> exactly, because you've got to remember, if you've got a, if you've got the right scientist, one ejaculation that can that can fertilise, you know, a hundred thousand babies. That's how many you know semen or sperm are in an ejaculation. So you you don't need many blokes around for harvesting. Shh, shh, I know. Oh, don't tell them. It's shh. <laughs> <laughs> I think they already know. Oh, no, they don't, Joe. They would have done it already. Stop it. No, the reason why... Do you know why there's always going to be men? Is because until they can choose the gender of their babies, absolutely, there will always be baby boys born. And it's very difficult to get a mother to kill her baby. Wow. I hope. I this hope. Is, this, is, this has gone down a, a track that I didn't expect when I started talking about weeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mothers out there, don't kill your babies. It's yes. bad. <laughs> Do you know, when we had our first child, um, and this is unfortunately it's for a serious reason, and so <laughs> there is a bit of seriousness to it. Um, we got a th- uh, an A4 page flyer that was folded into three. You know how you get those like takeaway menus and whatever. Yes, it was one of those. So printed on both sides, and its sole topic it didn't have any other topic its sole topic was not shaking your baby oh that's sweet don't shake the baby in other words don't name your child castanet 
don't do it. If <laughs> I, I told you one of my favourite jokes that I still claim that I made up, I'm sure someone will tell me that I didn't, but I believe I did. Will this beat my no. Will Smith joke? No. no oh, nice. Joke. I've still got the best joke award. Well, hang on. You can judge. Right now. How do you catch a musical fish? A musical fish. It's got to be something to do with a net. Um, assemble a note. A mu- no, nothing. Castanet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Castanet. You said the word like a second oh. ago. <laughs> you and your short term memory. <laughs> that is a little bit funny. I like that one. Now, question for you. How do you feel yes. about pistachios? Explain to me what a pistachio is. A nut. I don't like pistachio nuts. Pistachio nuts. You don't like them? No. Well, that's unfortunate. I should not like nuts at all. <gasps> well, that's unfortunate because today's pistachio nut day. Oh. <laughs> I completely forgot about your day things. and you, So now you're starting to sh- just shake things up a little bit like a castanet. Uh, yep. No, no, apparently. Just when I think it's not there. There it is. But today is a twofer. Twofer. We get a, a twofer. We get a double hit on today. Cool. Is it something um, dentists? Tell a fairy tale day. So yeah, apparently um, today is the day that you should be celebrating fairy tales um, and basically tell someone a fairy tale. Like, I love you, I promise. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That was a bit harsh. <laughs> of course I've got a good job. <laughs> it's 10 uh, inches. No. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, though, my, my stepfather used to tell my little sister, who's eight years younger than me, um, twisted versions of Teferi Tales. So he never told her about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. He told her about Snow White and the Seven Wharfies. <laughs> <laughs> How she was working on the docks and, and these uh. Seven Wharfies all wanted to be her best friend. Um Mum and Dad, we joined in a union. Exactly. (laughs) Painters and dockers, touch one, touch all. Anyway, so Snow White and the Seven Wharfies. That was the... uh... (laughs) That's actually good. I like that. He was a funny man with Dave. Very dry. Speaking of funny man, um, you know that... What was the... Was it the Black Ink Project? No, what was the... um... Oh, the brutal... Brutal Black Ink. Brutal Black Ink, yeah. So yep. we had that here probably about, I suppose we talked about probably eight weeks ago. Mm-hmm. A fair while back. Today I noticed on Google, have you here. seen the guy that has had a 10-year journey? Bing. Oh. <laughs> or have we got a sponsor? <laughs> wow. Um, look, we love Bing here at the oh, South Road Voice. We do. Um, but on this one, I accidentally used Google. <laughs> It was somebody else's device. Yeah, I just they didn't have Bing. You can get the Bing app, by the way, Rody. So get the Bing app on your phone. It's killer. I'm Bing. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting so, the Bing app. Anyway, uh, he has spent ten years, and he's now tattooed his entire face. Oh, the inside of his mouth. Ooh, and also inked his eyeballs so they jet black. Like that chick who wants her eye cut out now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And has got huge big spaces in his nose, the side, mm. both sides of his nose, big spaces, and one big one in his bottom lip. It's taken 10 years, and the dude looks like he's done the worst case of blackface I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, he's just constantly got blackface. Yeah. Um, he believes that um, he's inspired by Picasso because he wants to make himself into a work of art. Oh. Well, that's... It's freaky, man. Freaky. Yeah. Well, at least he's not Van Gogh and starts cutting off his ears. Well, you don't know. <laughs> I mean, geez, if those spaces get too big and it ends up all just flopping around everywhere. Look, gotta... each, each to their own. I just, I can't judge. I really can't. I'd love to. <laughs> I know. I yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I, I'd love to go, you're a fuckwit. Like, yeah, I'm going to say it. He, he's a fuckwit. I mean, why would you do that? I've got no, I mean, facial tattoos, I must admit, and I think we might have spoken about this before. That's yep. one thing that I just don't get. And yeah, I do agree. Look, anyone can do whatever they want to their own bodies as long as it doesn't harm other people, such as if you want to put a swastika on your forehead, you're a fuckwit. 
and you deserve everything you get. Yeah, you know that, that and, that's that's and, not just a personal choice thing. That's not art. Um, that's degradation of the human species at the lowest levels. And also, you can't then okay. Whilst they will try and tell you, oh, but the origin of it was a you know native Peruvian fucking peace or love symbol. I'm sorry, in the forties, late thirties, early forties, some Germans utilised that symbol, <laughs> and yeah. you know. Pretty much, and I believe it on. There's people who believe that the genocide or the killing of all the Jews didn't happen. And anyway, um, <laughs> we won't even. We haven't got time for that. <laughs> I think they're. The, I think they're an offshoot of the flat Earth Society. Oh anyway, no doubt. So whilst its history, that symbol may mean something from somewhere else of any different cultures or religions, I can success. I I, I would suggest that that has been successfully uh, been taken over by the Nazi movement just as toothbrush moustaches have been taken over by Hitler. Now, Chaplin <laughs> had one, Charlie Chaplin had one, but since then, if you are sporting the little toothbrush... <laughs> you are thinking chance, Hitler. Oh, people yeah. are not a fan. The Nazis, I, I know it sounds like a really silly thing to say, but they are, or they did have the most successful branding campaign the world has ever seen. Once you are, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> It really was. It was whoever, and if you actually look at a few docos and read a bit of history of them, they actually planned the whole thing out to even down to the colours they use on their flags. Oh yeah, it was actually quite phenomenal. The psychosis of those people to try and get into the people's brains and make them follow was phenomenal. But it's no different. But today. they were you, bad, nasty people. <clears throat> they were. They had their motives were not kind. Yeah. Um, so, there's no difference. Shout out to I all mean, our white supremacists roadies out there. <laughs> sing hail, sing Every, hail. Everyone's welcome here. <laughs> um, so, but, but it's no different. I mean, if you could get, if you were, if you wanted to launch a product, you'd want your brand on everything. Fuck, look, it, pretty much if you want to see the marketing equivalent to the Nazis in Germany in the late 30s and early 40s, look at what Disney have done to the new Star Wars franchise. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It is exactly the same. Do you reckon they there had is... mercs? Do you reckon Hitler and the Nazis had mercs? Did they have their little Hitler dolls? Oh, I'm sure they did. How <laughs> good would that be? <laughs> <laughs> you get a little um, Goebbels. Unta! Heil Hitler! <laughs> and, and, the, and little hands and kiss pop up go. A little bit like, um, is it Happy Cat? What are those cats that you get the, where the, the hand just waves up oh, and down? Oh, yeah. Lucky yeah, Cat. Yeah, yeah. Lucky cat. Yeah, except that you have all these little soldiers and they just hands going, Hey, la! Hey, la! Hey, la! Hail! Hail! Are we the same? Oh, I'm missing that. Oh, oh, what are you doing? In, what are you doing there, boys? Oh, we're playing Nazi Germany. Oh, you guys are so cute. Have you You're done genocide yet? <laughs> You're gonna lose, by the way. Don't inv- don't invade Russia in winter. Oh, look, little Jimmy, he's got a texture and put a moustache on little Sammy's face. He looks just like Hitler. He's so cute. And look, here comes Hans. He smashed him in the head and ripped the doll out of his arms. Oh, well, how, how come your two other friends don't have shoes on? Oh, they're the Jews. <laughs> you know when you see to go too fast sometimes at a joke? I think that's I think, about it. Yeah, I think that got to the soul of it. Yeah. Well, because what happened is they just rebranded um, the cowboy outfits and just made got rid of the chaps in the vest and just gave them the stripy pyjamas. But instead of a sheriff's bed, they just got the Star of David. Oh. <laughs> it, it was a long way to get to a shit joke, so I apologise, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm going to move away from that now. Yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just step backwards slowly away from my, that one. My question to you is, you are now an international man of mystery. You have travelled abroad. You oh. have a travelling companion. How do you... I'm feeling a little you, bit sexy after that opening, by the way. I thought you would. Yeah, How nice. do you feel about plane travel? Because I love it. Yeah, I look, love yeah, okay, travelling on a plane. Mm-hmm. I love travelling on a plane. I was unfortunately quite sick as a, as a baby, so we had to After make... that joke, you're still a pretty sick person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, fuck I. Um, but we had to make quite a few trips from Tassie to Melbourne, and so that was always a plane ride. And that'd be um, a long flight as a little kid. Uh, it's only an hour. Yeah, it's only an hour. Well, exactly. And I remember once... We got to fly, we had to fly from Wynyard Burnie Airport to Devonport Airport and then to Melbourne because there wasn't really? enough people. Well, because there wasn't enough people on the plane, so instead of having... Oh, they did a pickup. They did a pickup. So yep. it only had to make 
one plane did both trips instead of two planes making a trip. Yeah. And mum and I were the only people on the plane from Wynyard to Denver. Oh, wow. Book the plane for yourselves. That's awesome. And and that was a pre-9-11 phase. And because I was the only person on the plane uh, with my mother, I got to sit in the cockpit for takeoff, oh, really? for flight, and for landing. That is amazing, man. Because the door was left open. Bring the kid up here. Because I was as cute as 10 buttons. Like, I had the big ginger buffont look like fucking Ronald McDonald and yeah, Pauline Hanson's You would have looked like child. a little friggin' monkey someone got from Africa. <laughs> I just would. And I had these big buck teeth and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they let me sit up the front. They had, a, But that was in the days where they actually had a little seat there that they, they could let you sit on. And I just... Uh, so since that moment, I've loved airline travel. Now I get that it's just a fancy bus, but I every time I go to get on an airplane, there is this little joy on the inside of me that goes, "Oh, this is awesome!" And I love takeoff and I love landing. Um, to the to the point where we even make a game of it with my kids. It's just like, "Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go!" No, I actually so like I it. it. I don't mind it at all. Um, long trips can get a little bit tiring. Depending on who's around you, that's kind of the thing too. Like, we got really lucky when we're flying back from Thailand. Um, mm. We're on Jetstar, only the cheapy, so not a lot of legroom, mm-hmm. uh, which for someone like myself who's reasonably tall, that was a little bit there, but you can get away with it. You yeah. just got to stretch the right direction. Uh, but we got, we're in the middle. That's what she Because Jazz <laughs> isn't a fan of uh, being near the window. She's not a great flyer. Oh, okay. Yep. So we got in the middle, and luckily, um, the third seat in those middle three, no one had. We had one oh. of the only empty seats in a group of about probably 40 seats, I reckon. Nice. So we got to have a shift over one, so we got to pull yep. that crap in the middle. We could actually stretch our arms out a bit. Yep. And it was a really, really good flight. Um, whereas the one over um, didn't really sleep that much. It was a little bit of a good flight. Um, mm. But both flights, no turbulence, which was really cool. Nice. Well, my wife yeah. loves to travel with me on an aeroplane, not because I get excited like an ADD kid who hasn't had his Ritalin yet. It's because she knows that I'm Joe Havichat. So we'll get on the aeroplane and we'll have our, our little snack or whatever and a drink and she'll go, right, it's time for me to sleep. You piss off and go and find a friend. And I will. I'll go and have a wander and I'll find someone and I'll sit there and have a chat. So she gets a minimum of two seats. Or in your situation, she would have got three seats where she yep. could sit down and lie down. The reason why I bring this up is we love Japanese people. We think they are just absolutely lovely. But they have some idiosyncrasies <laughs> and some quirks that other people find interesting. Yep. I'm curious that you're making this sound as nice as possible in the lead-in. Okay. So this experience, this experience that they're going to give you will cost you between, I think it's $60 for business class and $70 for first class, right? So $70 for first class and it is... um, So you can't get this in in the normal coach, only business and first class. $60 $60 for business class, $70 first class, and it is a flight. It goes for an hour and a half, I think. Oh, they get to listen to the South there. Road Boys, don't they? They do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it is a virtual reality flight. So you go to an airport, you get your baggage checked, you go through a virtual Onto a virtual oh, plane, you no put a virtual way. headset on. So these aren't people on the actual plane. These are people that just pretend they're on a plane for an hour and a half. Correct. And then they get off and they've not travelled anywhere. And they have a, a virtual reality experience of being on an aeroplane. <laughs> Why in the world would you do that? I mean, I get it. Flying's not a bad thing. I don't mind it. You quite enjoy it. Yes. But would you really go and spend an hour and a half pretending you're actually boarding a plane, flying on a plane, and leaving a plane? The thing Just is, for the sake of it. The people it mentions checked baggage. So who's fucking packing for this? Oh. <laughs> who comes up with this? And apparently people are loving it. Like, that's... That's just what they thought they'd do. You know, that's not as that's only as silly as um, I didn't go and see it this time when I went to Phuket for the first time about three years ago. Yes, um, 
there was there's a club there on Bangla Road in the Patong area yes. uh, called Devil's Playground. <laughs> and right. Devil's Playground is uh, you walk, you go down these steps, um, and it's a little strip bar. So you've got a little bar in the middle with about, I think it's got two or three stripper poles. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. A, a bar is in a, a bar you walk on. Yes. Not uh, a bar uh, like a pinch and a wooden rod you, in it. <laughs> no, but, but when you say strip bar, you mean um, the strippers, as in people yes. who remove clothing. Yeah. Right, yes. And it's, it's not a huge room. It's probably only, I don't know, five metres wide and maybe, I don't know, ten metres long. So it's not a yes. huge room. And you've got this little bar in the middle. You can sit around that and you can sit on the edge of the room as well. You really and, seem to have a lay to land on this. Yeah, I went, there, <laughs> I went there three times on my first trip. I didn't go there this time because it was so okay. cool. Cool from the point of view that it was so friggin' weird you just had to go and see it. So yes. anyway, so I'm in, in the Aussie bar in Patom and uh this guy who I met is sitting next to me said, Oh, how long have you been here from? Like, I oh, pretty much turned up yesterday. So oh, have you been to Devil's Playground yet? I said, No, what's that? He said, mm. oh, it's a club, man, we're gonna go and do it. Finish a beer, we're going there now. I'm like, Wow. Why the hell not? Let's go and do that. <laughs> so so we walk in, um straight away it says that the beers are cheap in there, so that excited me instantly. Oh, it- because so, beers in because beers there are normally very expensive. Well, yeah, but these are even re- <laughs> cheaper, so they entice you in. So it's great. Yes. You walk down that little stairs, you go inside, you find this room. You said, "Okay, we're sitting right up where the where the bar is, where the stripper poles are." I'm like, "Cool." I'm yes. a single man at the time, keen for anything. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so we sit Any down. port in a storm, and it's only weird once. <laughs> so we sit down, and the reason why it's called Devil's Playground is all the girls are dressed in two ways: angels or devils. Right, and and are these Girl girls? Yes, these are girl girls. These are not transgender? No, these are quite attractive young Thai girls. Pretty sexy, I must say. So the angels... And and with the testicles they were born with. (laughs) (laughs) So the angels, they're actually, uh, they're dressed in white lingerie and little angel wings on the back. So white panties, white bra, little angel wings. Yes. Uh, And no, there was no halo. Uh, The devils, they've got uh, red panties, red bra and little devil horns. Perfect. It's, oh, it's such a great concept, isn't it? <laughs> so they come out. Does one sit on dance. one shoulder and one sit on the other saying, have another beer. No, don't have another beer. Have another beer. No, don't have another beer. Fuck, I think, we're on I think, I think both beer. of them would have been saying, have a beer. It's yeah. Thailand. <laughs> uh, so and there's a few other girls walking around. And of course, like anything in Thailand around Bangla Road, everyone's for sale, sex is for sale, etc., etc. So the whole idea of the girls is they go around and they parade and they hope the guys are going to tip them a lot of money or spend the entire holiday with them and buy them lots of things or even yes. take them home for a night. So, oh, hello. So we're there checking out and these three girls have walked out on the bar and they're on the pole and uh dude next to me, uh, I think his name was Dean off memory, um, grabbed a little pool noodle that happened to be at a little thing, a container at the end of the bar. Why would and, and he said, he said, grab one. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, no, no, grab one. So okay, so he grabs it, and then right, so he grabs it, and then this girl's kind of wiggling her butt around. She turns around and pokes it out, and he smacks her on the ass of the pool noodle, and it does this kind of slap thing. And I'm thinking, shit, that hurts. He said, no, no, you just watch it slap it on your hand. It doesn't actually hurt. Like you get a little impact sting, but it doesn't yes. hurt. But it makes a very loud noise, and it promotes violence against women. Excellent. Well, this is the funniest part. I don't understand who would have come up with this. So. So he said, you got to give it a run. So I've grabbed this pool noodle. And I just hit this girl with it. And she's giggling. And I just started laughing like you. You know that uncontrollable <laughs> laugh? I'm just pissing myself laughing because I kept doing it. And then I grabbed two at the same time. And I'm hitting her on the legs and the butt with a single slap the, with the pool noodles. And so, slapping so, the best, man. Slapping, slapping the best. And then she grabbed, pushes my head down on this bar, ripped my shirt up, grabs the noodles, starts slapping me on the back with these noodles. And I'm just losing my mind. And it was the funniest thing, man, I've ever done or seen in my life. Um, but the strange, <laughs> this is the strangest part. I think it's stranger. The Asian businessman type that were in there. Um, yes. I reckon would have been Chinese because you can normally tell the difference between Chinese and Japanese. There's yes. a bit of a different look. Um, they were so into it. It was like, so weird. Like, like creepy? Yeah, like creepy into it. Whereas well, we're yeah. there just losing our shit, just laughing like two teenagers that have just seen boobs for the first time, thinking, <laughs> how ridiculous is this? Yes. And they were creepily into it. Well, the, you know why I think the Chinese is because the Minister for Culture in China last month, I cannot believe you brought this up, um, is targeting the problem they've got with strippers 
at funerals. <laughs> what the? <laughs> so basically, the problem is is people are trying to get more people to attend some funerals. So they're employing strippers. Why are you trying to increase numbers for a funeral? I don't know, but basically the country's Minister for Culture said last month they'd be targeting the striptease and other obscene pornographic and vulgar performances at funerals across uh, gatherings. Oh, look, Um, while I love the idea, (laughs) I really do, because I will admit, uh, I'd probably be keener to go along. (laughs) Apparently, as the performances saunter into the audience, jiggling their bosoms and rubbing men's crotches, a member, a reminder of... um, no photographs allowed can occasionally be heard. Apparently, hiring entertainment for the funeral is a long-standing practice in China, um, as ensured a high number of mourners to attend the ceremony is a way of showing respect for the dead. So I think it's about the more people you have. I mean, this is a, uh, this is a country that is known for... Face is the only way I know it, but it's, you know, it's your standing. It's, you know, how important you are is really, really important to them. What people perceive of you is really, really important. Okay. So, obviously, when you die, the more people who are at your funeral, the more love you Now I understand it, yes. Which means you could be a complete arsehole, but just have enough money for some really great strippers and some blood. Get a good turnout. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like a fucking sausage sizzle at Bunnings on a Sunday, on a Saturday. Like, you know, as long as you're getting the numbers, it doesn't really matter. Um, But this... I gotta say this strip. Finish. Okay. Apparently, strippers are sometimes also hired for weddings and temple fairs as well. Oh. I can tell you, roadies, without a shadow of a doubt, there is no way on this God's green earth my wife would have ever entertained the idea of a stripper at our wedding, and we got married on TV. <laughs> But even this club, like, like I get the idea of the club. Like you walk down, and the the walls are kind of created like a little cave. It actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's all this fake kind of special effecty stuff on the walls, and and the girls are they are sexy, really cute girls. They got these little skimpy things on. It's all fun. What <laughs> amongst all that in the creation of this idea made someone suddenly go, "Oh fuck! What if we had some pool noodles and slapped the shit out of them?" <laughs> like, where does that idea even come from? I think pool noodles is the is the very you know PG version of it. There are S and M clubs everywhere where people do not use pool noodles. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen or known of a woman who has seen Fifty Shades of Grey, that is definitely a thing. Maybe it's like Fifty Shades of Pool Noodles, <laughs> where where people are in, like people are into getting beaten up by. Um, Things that you can see in lawn furniture or an inflatable, <laughs> inflatable banana or whatever. Maybe it's a it's a it's a very unique fetish that you must be hit mm. with something that it belongs at a pool. I can tell you that um most of most a high percentage of the women that actually that watch Fifty Shades movies and read the yes. books, yes, and kind of in their mind go, oh, I wish Stephen would do that to me. Like that, that that's a bit nasty. I wish you'd do. I wish you'd spice our sex life up a little bit. Yes. I can guarantee a high percentage of those women, if Stephen come in and actually start getting shit happening, they're like, "Fuck off! <laughs> Don't come near me with that." <laughs> and on that note, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. We are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.